Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope, the um, the podcast with a slight difference in the fact that we're standing up this series of 100 episodes, hopefully in one bank holiday weekend in the name of a sponsored challenge. So we are going on a an amazing journey that's actually going to take us all the way around the UK and all across the world in the next few days, chatting to people about what hope means to them and the kind of stories that epitomise hope to them. So uh, I have with me now Bev Reardon, a freelance education consultant. Hi, Bev. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Anne, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, So in the last episode, we were talking about Leo the Knight in your village and just the sheer impact of someone just consistently doing what they could in, in a way that just helped everyone else. Um, and that definitely brought a feeling of hope to your village. But for you, what apart from in a night costume during the pandemic, what what does hope look like to you? Well, it's strange you should say this because about eight months before um, the pandemic started, I worked on a project um, called Stand and Stare, and it was a, a project I was quite keen about, and it was it was based on the poem Leisure. Um, what is this life if full of care? We have no time to stand and stare. And I desperately tried to get sort of small pockets of community groups um, within the district, really, the, the wider district, to take part in a photography competition. Um, just a, an amateur thing to just what makes them stand and stare. It could be something in their garden. It could be something outside. It could be a tub of flowers, birds nesting, whatever. But what makes you have that time to stand and stare? And what I wanted to do was for people to take time to stand and stare because we do just rush on by. And it's sometimes the most beautiful things are just hiding, but we need to see them from a different angle in a different way. And so for me, when lockdown started, this was just the absolute perfect opportunity, really, to try and push that forward but not just only with people in the district, but also with myself, because I was as guilty of that, of hurtling, really, not rushing, hurtling from one project to another and never really giving anything 100%, just being manic all the time. Um, and so for me, hope was about having time to do that. And I absolutely did embrace that. And, and for me... It was just a wonderful time. We had this lovely weather and then you had this juxtaposition of all these terrible things with people losing loved ones and, and, and a very high death toll. But on the other hand, you had this bit where people suddenly came out from behind those locked doors and discovered this whole world outside where they live. And they didn't need to go on holiday and they didn't need to get in the car and they didn't need to get on a coach. It was all there outside their door. And they were discovering it for the very first time. And so I would go to, uh, go take my dogs for a walk and chat to people that I hadn't chatted to ever because I'd never seen them, my neighbours. Yeah. And I found out that they were also doing the same thing. And they were taking this time to stand and stare. And they were discovering little areas of where we lived and sharing them and saying, well, have you seen such and such? Have you seen the cherry tree at the end of the churchyard? And this became such a great discussion about the cherry tree at the end of the um, churchyard and the fact that we've got this disused railway line and, and people were walking down there and exchanging little stories of these beautiful walks that they had never, ever done. And some people had lived there 30 or 40 years and had never done these walks. They'd always wow. got in the car 
and either gone to the Peak District or, or gone on holiday. And so for me, that was hope. I really loved that bit. That epitomised hope to me that people would come outside their house and see something that made them just stop, made them stand and stare. That's really lovely. And actually that ties into a thing that we were talking about earlier today. Um, the fact that sometimes we forget to enjoy the beautiful moments because we're so busy rushing from the next thing to the next thing. And when there are struggles around us, sometimes it's so important to hold on to that, the positives, to hold on to the beauty that you see because you need that to then get through the challenges that are all around. And I think the pandemic's probably pushed us towards a bit more towards that way of thinking as well. Yeah, definitely. I think we were bombarded bombarded with blackness and darkness and despair mm. you know it's this constant bombardment and i understand that but at the same time we had this this juxtaposition of this beautiful sort of weather and uh, it was so lovely wasn't it and it's yeah, i think it was that stark contrast that made that time even more extraordinary yeah yeah, I agree. Actually, when when we first went into lockdown, I mean, I was heavily pregnant with our first child. So it's quite an unnerving, nerving time for us. But we chatted more to our neighbours. We chatted more to our neighbours in the last 12 months. And we've chatted in seven years of being in this house. Yeah. And we've chatted more to people on dog walks. We've found more walks on our doorstep. It's, it's, it's amazing what one has done does when you have to yeah and actually some of the really amazing things that you find because we're not running to the next thing the next thing I love that idea of standing and staring brings hope because mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about hope being quite fluid and moving and kind of getting passed from person to person but actually hope is in the stillness as well isn't it it's when you take yeah. stock it's taking that time to think and especially People were losing people. People were genuinely worried about friends. They were genuinely worried that they'd never get to see their family again. I think these things, it just gave you that moment of reflection where you saw something that was so beautiful. Sometimes it would would almost make you cry, you know, because you hadn't got anybody else to share it with. Uh, And normally as well, I think, you know, you'd be snap, snap, snapping away on your phone and missing, missing this this beautiful surroundings and and world that we've actually got at our fingertips but we just take for granted that's amazing and yeah thank you so much for sharing that Bev that's a really good story Um, thank you